Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, May 16th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here today as we uh, recap a weekend of sectional baseball championship action. Uh, we will start uh recapping the action and then on uh, or at 12:15 we'll be joined by Martinsburg Bulldogs head coach Aaron Byler 12:30 we'll be joined by Cougars baseball head coach John Lowry senior to break down those games with them and as they get ready for sex or excuse me the regional playoff series or regional championship series best of three set for next Monday through Wednesday uh, but we'll start with Friday night and there's a lot to kind of break down in this one uh, Nick Musselman, Martinsburg, another rematch uh, two days after it happened. Um, and, you know, they played so much here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they were just starting to really know each other. Yeah, it was a really good game on Friday. Obviously, uh, back and forth kind of low-scoring baseball game like we expected. And, uh, you know, Martinsburg, I thought, was in control for the majority of the game. Uh, but then we had that crazy play there in the seventh inning. And here's the play for people that did not hear it. Uh, shouldn't Myers find he could easily score on a double if he's off and running? 3-2 count. Morris delivers with two outs. Swing and a strike three. It's a drop third strike, but it won't matter. It's a throw down, and now it won't matter. Myers running down to first ball gets away and the Appleman score the run it's three to three mm-hmm. Aaron Byler is out out of the dugout arguing I guess that Myers had given himself up wow and what a crazy turn of events events there it is what a crazy turn of events Nick you were right on par with that uh, three two two outs top seven Martinsburg was one out away from getting the victory and winning the section there without having to come to bat in the bottom of the seventh inning. And that's got to be one of the weirdest plays of all time that I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never really seen anything like that. And since I didn't do a great job there on the game explaining it just because I was I mean, I guess, caught it, off guard yeah. completely and, and hadn't been in a situation like that. I mean, drop third strike, uh, gets away from Madisonovich down the left field line. Myers in frustration throws his bat and you know, looks toward the dugout thinks he's already out because he uh, went down swinging or went down on a call strike I don't remember exactly what it was but he thinks he's out and you know the game's over Martinsburg celebrating meanwhile Kyle Lohr is trotting around the bases uh, and he has to run through a bunch of Martinsburg yeah, players running, running out of the dugout through the well. Martinsburg players and then Asanovich eventually picks the ball up throws it down to Edwards and he rushes the throw even though he probably still could have got Myers he honestly could have run this. down the tag he could yeah. have run him down and tagged him which I think is what after the game coach Byler said you know that's probably what he but at done. that point Myers had started to sprint down to first throw goes into the outfield Myers is now on first Lohr scores from or scores from first uh on a drop third strike to tie the game luckily for Martinsburg that play didn't matter as much as it could have and they end up walking it off in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, once Hudson Clement got on base, 
and we talked to coach byler he felt pretty confident about them being able to score a run at that point and a lot of people would because hudson is well over 40 steals for 40 steals on the season (laughs) yeah so nobody's going to throw him out at second he gets the second then he's already in scoring position eventually he comes around the score yeah lo- bases loaded caleb edwards up and yeah. he hits a walk-off single to center field martinsburg wins the section one championship uh then on so that meant no game two saturday so that meant we could go over to section two which luckily enough washington was able to play their game their elimination game against hampshire friday night at jefferson uh due to the rain there that soaked and had bad field conditions at washington so still on track to finish it on saturday we were able to get there and colin uh not the game that we had seen the other day between those two teams it was a lot closer of a game yeah uh ultimately came down to jefferson capitalizing when they had runners on base and washington was unable to do so i believe there were uh two innings for Washington in which they had the bases loaded and were unable to score and we all know how well Jefferson plays especially at home they got up and were able to uh hang on we saw Griffin Horowitz come in and uh get the save and they're now on to the regional championship like uh everybody thought they would be so right now they seem like the best team in the state and they're playing like it as well yeah, they got up one nothing there um, in the first inning, and then Washington ties it up in the third inning. And uh, there was a while there in the fourth inning where I was like, well, this could go to extras. Like, this could be a classic ball game. Uh, and then uh, Jefferson able to score run, one run each in the fifth and sixth inning and uh, put up zeros uh, with Riley Morgan coming in to in relief of Jarrett Day, who went four innings, four hits allowed, one run, none earned, three walks, two strikeouts. Riley Morgan gets the W in one and one third inning, giving up just one hit, walking three, striking out one. And then Griffin Horowitz gets the save in one and two thirds innings with one hit allowed and one strikeout. So it's just Washington's pitching there able to come in. Uh, Stottlemyre pitched you know pretty well six innings seven hits three runs two earned three three walks and four strikeouts they didn't have to they didn't bring anybody in they had people waiting they had people warming uh but i just think it was the ability for uh jefferson to be able to bring in two guys out of the bullpen uh that have pretty good stuff yeah and even though uh morgan as you said got the win he still gave up a decent amount of walks to give washington an opportunity to score but as i said they just left too many people on base and uh center fielders were making great plays as well on both sides honestly we've seen that from all around the eastern panhandle uh, some great defensive plays so it'll really set up for a great uh regional championship definitely that region championship series begins next monday supposed to conclude on wednesday best of three series two out of three gets the victory uh but we'll take our break and then when we come back we'll join by martinsburg bulldogs head baseball coach aaron byler segment sponsored in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more again on the other side of the break martinsburg bulldogs coach aaron byler that's next after this two minute break you're tuning to the sports mix on talk rated wrnr and tv 10 these days of dark wish we'd known 
With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Golf season is right upon us. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at the Woods, and I'm excited to announce the, the sixth annual Tournament of Champions back for another exciting year. This year's tournament schedule here at the Woods is bigger than ever, so gather up your buddies to try to qualify for the area's biggest golf event. A list of the many qualifying tournaments held here at the Woods can be found at thewoods.com or by calling 304-754-7222, or you can also find the list in Round the Panhandle magazine. Have fun and benefit the community. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 90 feet away from victory is Martinsburg with the bases loaded and nobody out. One of their best players, the cleanup hitter, Caleb Edwards at the plate. McClintock looks into his catcher, delivers the pitch, hit hard up the middle. Hudson Clement charges in, and Martinsburg is the Region 2 Section 1 champions. Colin, you're really enjoying yourself over there, aren't you? I told you to set up this song, man. All right. Well, now we're welcome to the program head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Aaron Byler. I hope you got a laugh out of that, Coach Byler. Man, I, I love that intro. You guys did a great job. <laughs> that was a uh, last-minute intro, and Colin's like, you got to have the that. And then we gotta added have that to in. let the dogs out for the Bulldogs, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Colin, man. I thought that was great. All right. Well, you guys get that walk-off victory on Friday night to claim the Section 1 championship back-to-back seasons now. We talked after the game. And uh, when you get to this point kind of in the program, you you kind of expect things like this, but it was a hard-fought win. And after a definitely a weird play there in the top of the seventh inning, you guys were able to kind of keep the focus there and uh, come back and or get the walk-off victory there in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah, I think first off, when you talk about our program, you know, I, I think and hope that we're going in the right direction. You know, that's in my five years here, four on the field. You know, we were able to win three of those three out of four of those sectional championships um, and one regional championship. So it'd be real nice to get another one uh, to add that on. Um, when you talk about that last play there, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, 
I probably didn't do a great job handling my emotions there either. Um, obviously, when you watch the replay, although he threw his bat, he really didn't give himself up. Um, and like I told you after the game, the game sped up. It got really quick for our kids, um, you know, and unfortunately we made a mistake. But, you know, fortunately for us and, and kind of our motto all year is, has been just to keep battling and, and let it play out. And they did a good job of that there in the bottom of the seventh. And Caleb Edwards comes through for you, for you at, with the walk-off single, a guy that has obviously had some injuries uh, to deal with this year and he's battled through all year and uh, – you know, what can you say about him? And obviously that starts, too, though, with Hudson just getting on base, and you knew you had a pretty good shot after that. Yeah, we we kind of tell Hudson all the time, you get on base, we'll probably score. Um, and I think stats kind of kind of show that. Um, Caleb, you know, senior leader, guy that's been hurt, um, kind of fitting for him to, to get in a bat there, and, and obviously a great job with him coming through. And, you know, we had a lot of confidence in all our guys there in that spot in the lineup and just proud of him. And now you guys get to take on Jefferson in that rivalry between Martinsburg High School and uh, Jefferson High School, even though it's always been around in uh, baseball. It's really growing throughout the uh, other sports as well when it comes to big games or even uh, regional championships as well. So what are you uh, telling your team to gear them up for this coming matchup? Well, first off, you know, I, I thought you might follow with the question about Joe Paulson. I just want to talk about Joe a little bit. I was going to do that, bit. but yes. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about Joe here for a second. Uh, you got you got Joe Paulson, a guy who up until Friday night had thrown 14 innings for us. Um, you know, rewind to last year where he threw, you know, almost 50 innings. Um, so just hats off to Joe and, and battling through all year and, and rehabbing and doing the right things to make himself available um, for the game on Friday night and just couldn't be more proud of him and the way he battled. and Just so glad to see that for a senior, um, especially all after all his injuries. Um, when you talk about Jefferson, you know, you're kind of talking about the standard um, in baseball in the state. Um, so we're just trying to measure up, um, just trying to be able to compete with them. Um, I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. Uh, our kids have to make sure we control our mo- emotions. Uh, we have to make sure that we, you know, do the right things. Uh, I think, you know, I, yesterday I watched both our games with them, um, just, you know, trying to do some more scouting, trying to be as prepared as we can for them. Um, they're, you know, they have, you know, three really good, three or four really good guys at the top of the lineup with Bailey and Wabnitz and Roberts and Horowitz. Um, and, and, you know, their pitching staff's as deep as anybody. I think you heard Coach Lowry say that they've thrown 11 guys this year. That's, you know, more than we have. Um, they have some really good starters, and they have, you know, Horowitz, who if doesn't start, is, is very good in relief. Um, when I break down the matchup, I kind of think it comes down to, who makes the routine plays and, and who executes in situations. Um, and whoever does that, I think, will, will probably be a regional champion. And you talk about their executing in those situations, going back and looking. Uh, that was definitely the difference in the two ball games you had this season uh, was just you know untimely errors there. And uh, you had good pitching in both those games. Yeah, um, both teams had good pitching in both those games. And if you look at, you know, stats and stuff like that, you probably expect a lot of the same. Um, and Jefferson executed, and, and we didn't. Um, so, you know, our focus this week and our points of the team when we talk today 
is, you know, we don't have to do more than we're capable of. We kind of just need to do what, what we're expected to do and what we're able to do, and that's to make the routine play. We don't have to make the exceptional play all the time. And when we have runners on, we have to move them, and, and we have to move the baseball, and, and we have to get a couple clutch hits. I mean, if we don't do that, it's very hard to beat Jefferson. I mean, they are number one for a reason. They will put pressure on you. They will execute. They will throw strikes. So we have to make sure that, that we do all those things. I think, you know, player for player, I think we stack up a lot better than we do than we did last year. And I think our kids believe that, that we can that we can win. And coach, besides, you know, working on some of the little fundamentals that kind of held you back from getting those wins, is there anything else you're going to do this week? I know you mentioned uh, potentially getting a game in since you have the option to do that. Yeah, we uh, we're definitely going to look to play. We have looked to play. Um, we're waiting for Petersburg to wrap up. Hopefully, they wrap up and beat Moorfield tonight. Um, and we're going to play them later in the week. Um, and we're also in talks with playing Kaiser as well. So, in an ideal world, I'd like to practice uh, tonight, practice Tuesday, play Wednesday, uh, practice Thursday, play Friday, practice Saturday, and then get ready for the regional. Uh, that's just kind of the plan right now. It'll just kind of depend on if Petersburg wins and if Kaiser's willing to play us. You know, I kind of told him, I said, we'll travel, we'll do whatever um, it takes. I just think that it's a long break for our kids. And being able to have those open games to play, I think we need to do it. If all that falls through, you know, we got 23 kids, you know, dressing for varsity. We're able to enter squad. We'll get our pitchers work, and, and we'll be prepared and ready to go. Coach Byler, you mentioned the fact that you like your player matchup uh, this year compared to last year. Can you just break it down specifically at uh, what you like compared to this year's team from last year's team? Well, it, it might be a little bit more of what they lost and, and what we didn't lose. You know, I think that our pitching staff is, you know, pretty well everybody back with the addition of what Carson Duber's done for us. Um, and then you really like our team speed with Hudson and, and Camby and Siffert. Um, I just think we're just another year older, uh, another year mature, uh, maybe believe a little bit more this year than we did last year, you know, not taking anything away from last year's team. But, you know, I think Jefferson last year was kind of a clear-cut favorite, and uh, we knew we had our work cut out for us. Um, I'm not saying we don't have our work cut out for us this year because we do. I just think that, you know, player-wise, personnel-wise, um, pitching-wise, and, and some of our guys that we have in our order um, this year, you know, I just think that we match up a little better. And I think if you ask any baseball person around the area, they probably agree with you. Coach Aaron Byler, Martinsburg Bulldog head coach, our guest. And, Coach, any final thoughts you want to say as you guys have a week before the start of the region tournament? No, guys, just thanks for having me. Thanks for all your coverage this year, and, and hopefully we can play well and, and represent Martinsburg High School uh, very well next week. All right, Coach Aaron Byler, our guest. Thanks, Coach Byler. We look forward to the next week or next week for the regional series, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. That was our guest, Coach Aaron Byler, Martinsburg Bulldog baseball head coach, and uh, just that's going to be a great series, I think. I, if you look I at the too. games this year – and you just look at the box score, you go, oh, well, Jefferson won both games. It's over. But if you look down in there, it's just, as Coach Byler said, the mistakes really that cost his team uh, the errors-wise. If you look at error numbers, that was what the difference was in that ballgame because both teams threw out great pitchers. I think it was the total was 
I think it was like five to two was the total score between those two games. And that's the difference in a lot of games against yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson does not make those silly mistakes that mm-hmm. we see from other teams occasionally. Kind of like what you saw from Martinsburg there. Yeah. Jefferson, usually those plays go in Jefferson's favor. I don't think this year necessarily from just a pure like talent, Jefferson is necessarily better than everybody by a long shot. But I think fundamentally and sometimes not making those mistakes, they do that better than anybody else in, in, in the EPAC we've seen this year. But can Martinsburg still win too and, and come out as the regional champions? I think so, yeah. Because they have the talent. They have really good pitching. And these teams are pretty even on and paper. I think it also depends on, you know, you have a week off. You have a week to work on things. You don't right. look – like as a team, you don't look at it as a week off. You have a week to work on things. And, you know, I think something that we've talked about in games, at least maybe off there at games with uh, Trip Tobin, is that, you know, there are a couple guys in the Martinsburg lineup uh, that just maybe – you know, I've gotten into a funk, and maybe they use this week as a funk, you know, to work out of that funk in practice. I think, I, yeah, and, and I think too, their their bats have heated up as of late. So, yeah. also yeah, an interesting both thing, these teams are good. Also, an interesting thing to point out here: they played one of the fir- or the first game against Mar- Jefferson and Martinsburg played their first game against each other on March twenty first. They played their second game against each other on April eleventh. So, I mean. There's it was a, a month apart. Nearly a month apart, and then nearly a month apart. If my memory me. serves me well, that second one there at Martinsburg, that was the wider margin of victory for Jefferson. But at the same time, that was when Martinsburg were, was uh, going through some injuries. I think yeah. Morris was suspended that game as well after the uh, Washington and Musselman losses. So they yeah. were on a losing skid too that week. Yeah, it, it was. And a, the other one was just a walk-off win for Jefferson. So Yep. It will be an interesting series. We'll have that for you, all the three games for you next week on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and on WRNR TV on YouTube. But that will do it for this segment of the Sportsman's when we come back. Hope to be joined by head coach there for the Jefferson Cougars, John Lowry Sr. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. Get on the other side of the break. Coach John Lowry Sr. of the Jefferson Cougars. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. 
Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Fastball, fly ball, left center field, backtracking is Wobnitz, calls off the left fielder, makes the catch, Jefferson wins Region 2, Section 2, they'll head to the Regional Championship. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and streaming live on the W or excuse me the TV 10 Facebook page. Spencer Bunick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. We're also now joined by head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, the 31 and 3 Section 2 champions, back-to-back seasons. Coach John Lowry Sr., how are you doing today, Coach John Lowry or Coach Lowry Sr.? Sorry. I'm doing well. Doing well. You guys get the victory there over Washington, and it's different than the game that you had against them on Thursday that you guys had a run rule game and then uh, able to play Saturday as they were able to get their game done against Hampshire at your place on Friday night. So it kept everything kind of in order, and it was a lot tighter game there on Saturday. Well, that's just the nature of baseball from one game to the next. You just never know how things are going to work out. Obviously, you know, pitching is uh, a key, and with the Stottlemyre, uh, with uh, the young man Stottlemyre on the mound, uh, certainly a quality high school pitcher. He was able to keep us in check, and uh, he did a great job. We were just fortunate enough to be able to, uh, you know, push a couple of runs across. And of course, we felt like we had three guys that went out there and performed well for us, and um, you know, gave us a chance to win. So, uh, good high school baseball game. Uh, I think he saw some really good plays on both sides. Uh, the one play in particular, their center fielder made going back on a ball that wobbed that set was, uh, uh, you know, that was that was a big time catch there and, and an important part of the game. So, overall, good high school baseball game, and we feel fortunate that um, to have the opportunity to represent our section. And uh, you know, we tip our hats to, to Washington on a good season, and certainly uh, they had a, a quality baseball team as well. And coach, you talk about that, you know, beating Washington there in two games, and you look at the score of that first game, and it, and it seemed like you guys really dominated, but they obviously made a lot of little mistakes. And uh, game two, obviously a much closer game, but it, it seems like with your team, uh, you guys don't really make those little mistakes. What do you think is the reasoning for that, and why are your fundamentals so uh, solid throughout the team? Well, you know, it's a game of repetition, and we just try to, in practice, uh, you know, we do what we call a uh, 
um, uh, machine BP game or a pitch or coach pitch B, uh, uh, game. Try to do that for 45 minutes to an hour every day. And what that does, it creates a lot of situations, not only uh, you know, having to field the ball with different numbers of outs and so forth, but you know, different number, play, uh, different natures of play that you have to make when the ball's hit, and it also creates uh, you know base base running scenarios that we try to uh, you know talk about. But you know, we certainly <laughs> make our mistakes too. We had a blunder on the bases the other night that could have been costly, and uh, you know, we. we Errors are always going to be part of the game. You hope to eliminate them and minimize them, but you know the um, the things that uh, you know those are the physical errors that is, and things that you try to eliminate maybe are the mental errors, and, and you and just try to emphasize the value of concentration. And uh, you yeah, know, hopefully our guys, uh, you know, uh, are willing to do that, and uh, hopefully we can continue to, to try to do that. I want to now specifically uh, talk about one guy in particular, and that is Griffin Horowitz. We saw both games there for the wins against uh, Washington. Whenever it seemed like the pitcher before him was kind of in a jam, uh, he came in, stepped up, and was able to get you guys out of that and then close out both wins. Uh, Just talk about how reliable he is as a senior and how much he's meant to your program. Well, he's only started two games for us all year, and that's been his role is to come in at the end of the games. And the value there is that, you know, he, he had some arm strength, so he, he has some velocity, and he can also post strikes. And, you know, at the end of a ball game, if he got a run or two, you can hopefully eliminate the walked base runner. You know, if they get a hit, okay, they, they earned it. They, they But, you know, Finn does that. He comes in, and he'll make the other team – have to beat him rather than, uh, you know, giving away bases via the walk and so forth. You know, it's a luxury to have a guy in high school that can play that role. You know, we've been fortunate over the years to have several, but not every year do you have a guy like that that could come in. I mean, he he can quiet bats and uh, he just does a good job. Plus, he's competitive and he's a senior and he's had some experience, so he's he's you know he's used to being in those type of situations. Now you look around the state and some of the other scores. I noticed where Morgantown had, well, I think it was Wheeling Park scored eight runs in the seventh inning. Morgantown eventually wins. And then I think that it was GW or St. Albans. They scored eight runs or ten runs, whatever it was, the number of runs in the last two innings to win the game, uh, thirteen to ten. So obviously St. Albans must have had a, a ten to three lead at one point, and then the other team scores all those runs late. And you know, in a, in a double elimination format, that's where the depth of the pitching comes in, and that's what Finn does for us. He gives us that depth. And if you if you if you notice his record, you know he's won seven and had uh, uh, hadn't lost any, and he's also had four saves. He's come in a couple times when the game game's been tied or close, and he ends up as the pitcher of, of decision. So uh, he's done a good job for us in that regard. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've had another young man, Ethan Hall, who's come in and at the end of games and, and could pound the strike zone, maybe not with the velocity that Finn does. But, again, he doesn't give away bases. And if you play to the percentages of the games, hopefully you get enough balls that will be hit that you can make plays on you can get the outs that you need. 
And coach, uh, we kind of talked about it with you when we had John last week. Uh, you play, you guys playing the full thirty-two games that you're allotted, and unfortunately, you, you're not you're not eligible to play any between. Uh, but you have such a great program, a big enough program that, as you said, you can just play inner squads. Uh, you know, doing a little inner squad. How does that, you know, not being able to play a game, but having the the guys on the team help that help you kind of not be able to not get rusty between a week off? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it like it's the beginning of the season a little bit. You know, when you, you practice for 14 or 12 days, whatever it is, then you get ready to, um, you know, play your season opener. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the, the work in that we need. I mean, I you know, I don't really look at it as being unfortunate that we're not going to be able to play the games. I look at it as being fortunate that we got to play them when we did. And now, you know, we can uh, – if we got a nick or two here or there, we'll, we'll get a chance to, to – get ourselves back to full strength and uh but you know we'll get the pitchers the work they need on the mound and uh you know they'll get their reps and they'll get their opportunities to um you know to the squad and if you look at it that way uh the benefit there is you're keeping everybody sharp instead of just a nine or ten or twelve that might have been playing if you were playing somebody else so um you know uh we're looking forward to getting back on the field tomorrow we have the rest of the week and uh you know we'll our goal, obviously, is to be ready uh, when the time comes, and that's what we're going to work toward this week. Coach, you guys met Martinsburg last year in the regionals and swept them, uh, and the games weren't very competitive. But so far this year, both games have been competitive, uh, even though you won both. And Coach Byler, we just spoke with him. He believes his team has a better shot this year to potentially pull it off. And uh, I guess what's your thoughts on the matchup? Uh, and maybe compared to last year, how do you feel about it? Well, I think he, I was listening to what he had to say, and I think he hit the nail on the head. You know, he returns a lot more players, and we lost players. So if he looks at the matchups, uh, you know, we've, uh, our guys are kind of trying to grow to the, uh, the circumstance that our or the situation that or the mindset that our guys were in last year, the guys that we had to graduate, um, he's got a, a number of kids that have returned that have played in this regional setting. So um, you know it's going to be interesting. Our two games during the regular season were, were quality games. One of them were was an extra inning game, uh, and you know just a break here or there spells the difference. The thing about baseball, you know, you just don't. Um, keep beating the team over and over and over again. It's just, uh, you know, that from one game to the next, the whole scenario changes. And uh, this will be a good atmosphere. The weather's going to be a little warmer. I'm sure the guys are going to be swinging the bats a little better. Um, you know, I think both teams are going to be playing probably a little more polished than they might have been back uh, in the early March game or even the, uh, uh, you know, the, the second week of April game. Um, you know, the weather's going to cooperate. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a good setting, and it's, it's always a uh, an exciting uh, rivalry when you when the Bulldogs and the Cougars get together, no question. And unfortunately, we have to wait a week for it. What are your feelings on uh, having to wait a week between the sectional and the regional uh, tournaments? Well, you know, the coaches association has always wanted to have the double elimination format, and I think that's why you have the week off you have some of these sections and i can't really uh around the state in the smaller schools uh, four or five schools to play a double elimination tournament if you start getting weather you gotta allow for a period of time to get that done and uh you know that's just uh that's just the way it happens to work out uh again uh if 
the fact that we got the player 32 this year, it's, it's that you all had mentioned earlier, you know, it's kind of an unusual situation. So really, once you get to this week, uh, I guess the majority of the time you can say you might have a game or two you can pick up with somebody else if the other teams are willing to play. So that kind of, you know, takes the edge off of having that week delay. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's an interesting scenario. Our kids are going to be out in the field uh, playing and uh, uh, practicing and, uh, you know, with 35 games behind us or whatever it is, 34 games behind us, I think we've had plenty of experience to draw from. And, and I don't really see us having that week off, uh, you know, it, 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 you know we're, we're going to be ready. That's not going to be – we're not going to let we're not going to let ourselves get into a uh, a mindset where we're where we're concerned about that. We're just going to go about our business one day at a time, and when the time comes to play, we'll be ready. Coach John Lowry, Senior Jefferson Cougars back to back Section Two champions, our guest and coach. Any final thoughts? No, I mean you know, it's going to be a, it's a great matchup. I think you know, you know the fans are excited. Uh, uh, it's always fun at this time of the year to to get out there because the weather's good and uh, I think people enjoy coming out in the evenings and being able to see the games and the one that can't obviously enjoy what you all bring to the area now by by uh, telecasting so many of the games which makes it uh, you know uh, I think creates that much more interest in in, in, in the high school sports scene and uh, we thank you all for that and um, it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be fun we're looking forward to it all right coach Lowry thanks for the time and we'll see you next week Okay, thank you, guys. Coach John Lowry, Senior Jefferson Cougars Head Coach, our guest, as we'll have the Region 2 Championship Series next week, a best-of-three series, and uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, we'll have a lot of talk about that between now and then, uh, but regionals for softball begin tonight, and we will be broadcasting all those between the Lady Cougars and the Lady Eagles. We'll start tonight at 6 p.m. is first pitch. At Hedgesville, we'll have a 5:40 pregame show. Nick and Colin on the call, or Colin and Nick on the call, excuse me. And Colin, what have you seen in your prep so far between these two really good squads? I saw that Jefferson got the best of Hedgesville uh, both times regular season wise, but it still should be a uh, pretty good matchup here. Both teams had some pretty tough battles in uh, their sections, respectively. Both had to win on the final games of the tournament when both teams already had. One loss, I guess, on Wednesday, May 11th. Washington had a huge win over Jefferson, one nothing in 13 innings to get to that Thursday deciding game, and Jefferson were the winners in that one, 2 nothing against Washington. And on the other side of things, Musselman got a 12-3 win against Hedgesville after Hedgesville beat them earlier, I believe it was, in the uh, tournament. And that set up for a decisive game on Thursday, or excuse me, Tuesday, May 10th. And Hedgesville got a 7-5 win in that one to advance to this. So should be a fun one there at uh, Hedgesville tonight. Hopefully the weather permits. Uh, so far, all this rain that we were supposed to be getting, I believe, has stayed away. So Yeah, it stayed away on Saturday for most of the day. And uh, should be a good softball regional matchup. We'll have those for you again on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. So we'll have you covered on all three platforms for that. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online 
They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFort.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix, and uh, we'll uh, recap the weekend in sports. Uh, maybe talk a little NBA, talk a little Capitals. Uh, I've got a little rant to go on, and maybe Colin as well, but we'll do that when we come back and wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. In a long time, till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 2 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this course on May 14th. All defensive courses will be held at the training center in Bloomery, West Virginia. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 16, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 inside by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We'll get into a little NBA playoffs. Uh, tale of two games last night. Both were kind of blowouts, but one... Kind of? Oh, yeah, they were blowouts. Uh Collins, beloved Celtics, got a 109-81 victory over the Bucks, and they're headed to the conference finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Nick said before the show, I think he said the Celtics could win it all this year. I hope so. I'm feeling pretty good now after that big win. I mean, the Bucks are a great team. Giannis is the best player in the uh, NBA, even though Luka probably gave him a run for his money yesterday, but we'll get into that later Celtics just in that second half were unstoppable and it as we talked about yesterday just came down to who was making shots and uh who wasn't and 
Tatum and Grant Williams was. Giannis kind of was, but the rest of the Bucks weren't. So hey, you can't win a game if you put up teens in two quarters. Yeah, you put up seventeen in the second and the fourth, and you can't win a bo- win a ball game. You led twenty six to twenty after the first quarter, and then the second quarter you put up seventeen and give up twenty eight. There's no like you'd have to put up forty probably in the other two quarters to win that ball game. Okay, game seven in Boston. I said Celtics in seven at the start of the series. I wanted it to be less. The way that they were playing at first before uh, the Bucks went up 3-2, they should have probably had it in less, but they were able to come back, and now they have to take on uh, Miami, and I like Boston's chances still. Haven't That'll made a prediction yet, and I won't until tomorrow. That'll begin tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. on ESPN. Game one of the East Finals starts in Miami, Florida. Miami favored by one and a half, the early line there. Uh, But the other game last night, um, there was a while there where it was looking like a Martinsburg football score. (laughs) Mavericks get the 123 to 90 win. uh, But what was the biggest margin in that ballgame? I think it was like 75 to 30 or something. They were up 40 at one point. Yeah. It it Uh, was a beatdown. And. Which Definitely. is crazy because remember Nick, remember when we were talking about how the Mavericks didn't give any didn't didn't give Luca any help, and they were going to lose the series. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll admit I, Spencer I had didn't win if all people went for thirty last <laughs> yeah. night. Uh, but I think the bigger story might be about the Suns and the fact that they just fell apart in this playoffs. I mean, New Orleans took them to six games, which I think was a sign that this team, for whatever reason, was human. Yeah, wasn't playing its best basketball. Uh, to begin this postseason, and, and I thought then, well, Booker got hurt, so you know he's healthy again, and they end up taking the first two from Dallas, and I'm like, okay, this team's going to cruise and win this series in probably five games, uh, and that didn't happen. You know, Luca is playing unbelievable basketball, and you want to talk about his efficiency last night: twelve of nineteen shooting, and he scores thirty-five points on nineteen shots. I mean, that's not really heard of too often. Yeah, he only played thirty minutes. Yeah, and. and I mean, just a great performance from him, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, but to get that help that they really needed, Brunson for 24 and the 30 from Dinwiddie, uh, definitely impressive, definitely a great win for Dallas and sets up a very interesting series between Golden State and Dallas where on paper you might look at it and it's like, well, the Warriors probably have the better team overall, but so did Phoenix. And Dallas probably has the best player in the Western Conference that's still playing. So you got to lean toward, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but, you know, but we'll Golden State has the experience and, and Luka has the – or Luka has just played amazing and Dallas has him. So that, that gives them you know kind of maybe an edge. But Yeah, Mavericks, Warriors – Game one of the West Finals set for Wednesday at 9 p.m. on TNT. Right now, Golden State will start the series at home, and they have a five-point favorite early line there. Uh, they're getting a big early favorite at home. And, and again, it goes into wait. that experience. It goes into the fact that <clears throat> Dallas really doesn't have anybody else that yeah. you consistently see. But if those guys step up when necessary, they could beat anybody because they might have the best player in the league that's still playing. Luca versus Draymond Green during this. I, I'm hoping we get a seven game series because it it, it could really be a Didn't fun. You say that matchup game, uh, the Celtics game was the first seven game series of the playoffs for NBA 
Or was there one? Has there only been like two or three? What do you mean? I thought somebody told me the other day that the Celtics game seven was the first game seven of the NBA playoffs this year. This year? I'd have to double check. Maybe it was one or two. So I don't know, but I did hear that the other day. But it should be an interesting West and East Conference Finals before you head to the NBA Finals. Uh, we'll take it back to Friday night here. Uh, we'll talk some NHL hockey, uh, the Capitals. Uh, we finished up the uh, Section 1 championship and was driving home and turned on the game. Cap scored under a minute or just about a minute left to tie things up at 3-3. Uh, and it was like, okay, maybe we've got a shot here. And then they Gave it away in overtime in another season, Colin. Another first-round exit that is now four straight seasons with first-round exits after winning the Stanley Cup in 2018. And I don't know. I just I, As a Caps fan, like you're happy because you get to root on a winning team uh, during the regular season, and, but then you get to the playoffs and it's just – you won one thing, and now you are you think you can win multiple when you have guys on your team like Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Oshie. And I don't know. You, you can't win. Like, you get four years in a row of first-round exits. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I like Since the, you hoisted the cup, you haven't won, won a, a playoff, playoff series, and it's unacceptable. It's with getting the guys very old. It's getting it very is. old. I, I mean, I, after the loss, I tweeted out, it's time to wake up Washington Capital fans and realize that things need to change in Washington if you want to see another Stanley Cup. And yeah, the it's problem 100% is, is true. their I, window is closing. Coaching, goaltending, don't know what it is. Figure it out. Because as Spencer just said, yeah, Ovechkin's not going to be around much longer. Backstrom's not going to be around much longer. Oshie, you don't know. I mean, is he going to be the next man up or is he going to look somewhere else? I don't know, but, you know, you never want to place blame on one thing or, like, kind of not blame, but, like, excuse. Missing Tom Wilson was probably the hardest thing the Caps had to deal with this series. You look at a casual NHL fan and you just go, oh, Tom Wilson, he's the guy that's just the enforcer. All he does is fight. You know, all he does is get penalty minutes. He's a 25-plus goal scorer. He brings offense. He's evolved his game to stay in the NHL. If he kept his game like he had before, he wouldn't be in the NHL anymore. And I don't want to hear, oh, they still made the playoffs. It's okay. Over half the teams in the NHL make the playoffs, so it's not okay. It's not okay. Time to take the blindfold off. I don't know what you're your expectations were though i mean you were an eight seed heading in so it's not like you were favored in the series for the cap but it was still a winnable series watching it it was but that, i mean that's most series in hockey it's pretty rare to see a sweep i feel like even just because the how the game's played uh and i mean i don't know i, I mean i'm just looking at this from like an outside perspective like if my team was the eight seed i wouldn't have high expectations like the wizards are the eight seed every year and i'm not like oh they're going to the championship so if the wizards won one championship and then we're first round eliminations i'd be still pretty happy about i'm it. not happy because this team obviously stuff happens you during should be the better season. than an eighth seed. you should be better than but an you AC. yes caps were on the fringe so they there were at already the end of the on the decline it seems like all season for me so you know they lost in six games you know i mean they should have won at least they should have forced Dakota. the game seven they but that's the though. frustrating part. Yeah. Get a goalie. 
You gave away Braden Holpe a couple of years ago. I get it. You didn't want to pay him the money, but you've got guys. You got young guys. Why are they not good? Why are they? You know, you've got guys in your minor league system. Why are they not? Well, they're playing? good. They're just not great. I mean, maybe they need to reevaluate some of their contracts with some of those aging players that they have on their team because they do have a lot of aging guys that seem to get hurt a lot. One thing I have to say is General Manager Brian McClellan says Capitals' first offseason decision will be its goaltending, so at least they're admitting that their goaltending was weak this year. At least they're taking that right away and not – they didn't do anything at the trade deadline to help them defensively – or excuse me, goaltending-wise. Uh, maybe you also need some help on defense. I don't know. But that'll do it for this this edition of the Sports Mix. For uh, Thanks to head coach there for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Aaron Byler, and for the Jefferson Cougars, John Lowry Sr. for coming on today and talking regionals as they'll be in action next Monday through Wednesday. But we'll have softball regionals, Hedgesville and Jefferson tonight, 6 p.m. And that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you later. Yeah.